Hey everybody, welcome to This Good Word, episode 19. The word this week is stop. It's the final episode of 2015, and it's the final episode in my beginning series because, friends, my book, Beginnings, is dropping tomorrow. You can get it on Amazon, IndieBound, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Walmart, wherever it is that you buy books, that you prefer to buy books, you can get it there. Uh, So it's been such a fun journey leading up to this launch, and I am so excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm trying to just have fun with it and to let myself be carried away with the hilarity and joy of the fact that I, in fact, have published a book, and you can get it. The audiobook is also available through, you can get the audio CD or download it in Audible. Uh, And so if you're that kind of person who'd rather listen to it, I narrated it, so that was very fun. So you can get that as well, Kindle, paperback, or audio copy. But today, as a new year dawns, I want to talk about a very different way to begin that new year. You're going to be bombarded in the next few days about messages, about new things to begin, new things to commit to, uh, weight that you need to lose, and all kinds of different uh, messages are going to come flying at you about new commitments that you can make, to change, to become, all kinds of different things. Many of those things are really, really great. But I want to encourage you to start this new year very differently. I want to encourage you to start this new year with stopping, to take some time. I want you to learn this year how to say no to busy. I want you to learn this year how to have time, how to take naps, how to rest, and learn to delight in people and beautiful things. Let 2016 be the year that you learn how to rediscover the wonder and delight of play, of joy, of wonder. Let 2016 start with stopping. So as we dive into this, it's going to be a short and sweet podcast. Y'all have things to do today, New Year's Eve parties to go to. Maybe you're listening to this and it's January 3rd and you're back in the work week. It's January 4th, 5th, 6th, and you don't need more words. So this is going to be short and sweet. But I want to remind you to head to the show notes uh, to check out any links. There's going to be a link to a book at the end. Of course, it's where you can get the link to buy Beginnings as well. I want to thank you guys for being in it with me. I look forward to continuing this good word every Thursday. uh, And we'll have some new topics. Uh, I have some really, really fun things planned for 2016 for this good word. So I can't wait for that. But check it all out on the show notes, steveweens.com. And uh, we are in it together. So this word stop, it actually comes from Genesis chapter 2. Again, I write about it in day 7 of the book toward the end. But Genesis 2 verse 1, after all the creating that God does is finished, we read, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished God's work that God had done and God rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done. 
in creation. So we got day one, light is created. Day two, an expanse is created between the waters. Day three, seeds sprout forth from the earth, carrying seeds of future life within them. Day four, seasons are created. Moadim, seasons of hope, loss, uh, abundance, and waiting. Day five, we learn how to face our monsters. Day six, we learned about us, the God in whom we are all created, in whose image we are all created, genderful, as we learned last week with Aaron Lane. Today, we're going to learn where stopping comes from and what stopping looks like. And so on day six, human beings are created. Man and woman, male and female, we are created in God's image. And it's really fascinating. Maybe you've never thought about the fact that the very first thing that they do the very first day that they grow up in the garden is day seven. And on day seven, God stops. God rests. And it's interesting that on day seven, we read that the very first thing that God calls holy in all the creation, it's not animals, it's not plants, it's not trees, it's not mountains or rivers, it's not even human beings. The very first thing that God calls holy, kadosh in the Hebrew, is Sabbath, which simply means to stop. So what does it mean that human beings were created and then placed in the Garden of Eden, and Eden means delight. So what does it mean that human beings were created and then placed in delight to rest before doing anything else? And what can we learn about that? What can we learn about that as we begin a new year? What can we learn about stopping that will help us inhabit the moments, inhabit the relationships, inhabit our own bodies and thoughts and feelings in a more whole way? I think if we can learn how to stop in a regular, rhythmic way, learning how to stop once a week, learning how to stop in moments, learning how to slow down and delight and rest, 2016 will be so much richer of a year for me and for you. So I just have some questions for you to think about in this episode. Number one, how do you get up in the morning? What are the things that you do when you get up? Do you race out of bed and jump in the shower right away? Are you running? Do you sleep as long as you can, giving yourself as little time as possible to like jump in the shower, gulp down some coffee, eat in the car, uh, race to work? Or do you give yourself a little space to sit and be? Uh, one of my rhythms these days is I do get up a little early. I'm a morning person, so it's a little earlier for me or a little easier for me. I know for some of you um, evening people, you don't want to think about evening, but there's something about starting the day with just a little bit of quiet. I've been doing, I've been using this app called Headspace. I'll put it on the show notes. But it's this fabulous uh, app that's just 10 minutes of meditation and it leads you through how to kind of train your mind to rest and to stop, even in the middle of lots and lots of busy thoughts. So my first question is, how do you get up in the morning? And Is there any way that you could change your rhythm? Just even adding another 10 minutes to sit in a comfortable chair and to drink some coffee, maybe to meditate, maybe to pray. Maybe you want to read a Bible verse. Who knows? Maybe it's 
just read a really pleasurable book, but just start with resting, start with stopping. Second question, how do you eat? You notice how you eat. How fast do you eat? Do you gobble down your food? Do you race through your meal? I mean, probably you do because this is how, I don't know why, but we've been trained to eat fast as if the food is gonna run away from us. What would it look like for you to start spending more time around meals? Eating slower, if you're eating with people, making a conscious effort to ask questions rather than just staring down at your meal, to savor your food, to really taste the different flavors that are going into your mouth. I mean, have you ever thought about that? It's like, I think I eat too fast and I'm, I, I eat good food and I'm not totally enjoying it because I'm rushing through it. What does it mean to stop while you're eating? Or maybe you're like me, you know, a bunch of nights a week, if I'm home and Mary's home, yeah, we love to watch a show on Netflix. We watch Friday Night Lights or West Wing, and there's a bunch of great shows. But I've, I've noticed that the temptation is to be watching these great shows, but also have maybe the laptop is open, or maybe I'm checking Twitter or Facebook at the same time as I'm trying to enjoy the show. And that is not stopping. That is not resting. That is not experiencing the moment. So maybe check that. I'm not trying to make a list of like, do's and don'ts and things to feel bad about, shoulds and shouldn'ts. I'm just saying, if you really want to enjoy something like a show or a movie, maybe turn the phone off or turn, put it in a different room. I mean, another thing on this is, like when you're, when you're waiting in line, I know waiting in lines are rough. Maybe you're waiting at the post office or you're going to pick up a burrito at Chipotle. And so, you know, you pull out your phone and you check email and you check Twitter and you check Facebook. And actually, you're cluttering up your moment. And I know standing in line is not like this fabulous, fascinating thing, but what if you just did it? What if you just maybe spent the first week of 2016 standing in a line without pulling out your phone? Another question is, do you prioritize sleep? Like if you know you have to get up early in the morning, do you like back up the time that you go to bed to a little earlier? Do you prioritize naps? Do you, do, do you take naps? I mean, naps are kind of like a dirty little word because we're so busy. And like if anyone ever called you in the middle of the nap, you would never admit that you're taking a nap or you would never tell someone, hey, I'm just going to go home and maybe, maybe take a nap because you know, we like to shame each other. Like, oh, it must be nice. You know, you're going to go home and take a nap. But prioritize naps, prioritize sleep. Another question is, do you say no to good things in order to make space for great things? Like it's easy to say no to something you hate and don't want to do. But some of us need to start saying no to good things so that we can create space for more. Uh, in, the, in the conversation with Erin Lane last week, which I just loved, you know, it was so interesting. She said, I'm not a busy person. I got time for days. And I remember feeling this sensation of like, okay, you know, that is really incredible. And you maybe say, well, she doesn't have kids. So she, but I think... That's a mindset. I think anyone can busy their schedule up. When I didn't have kids, I was always busy. What does it look like to say no, to learn to say no, so that you can really say yes to great things? Um, you know, because there are certain things that are good, but doing them, you know deep in your gut when you're deciding whether you'll do it. Saying yes to that thing that's good but not great is going to stretch you too far. So maybe say no to a few more things. Maybe 
maybe just let the default be no for a while until you kind of find your rhythm, until you find yourself again. Another question is, do you even know what delights you? I have a friend, his name is Micah. He loves fishing. He loves fishing. He, he, he loves playing golf. He loves these. He loves brewing beer. He knows some of the things that is really delightful to him. 2016 for me is going to be learning my answer to this question because I don't really have a great answer to this question right now. I don't really know fully what delights me. I know there's a, there's a few things, but I want to I want to add to that list and I want to do more things that are delightful. In 2016, learn to say yes. Learn to say yes to things that delight you and learn to say no to things that you don't absolutely have to do. I mean, I know there are things that you got to say yes to. Uh, you know, you, you got to feed your family. There are things you got to say yes to that maybe, you know, they, they don't delight you. But I guarantee you, if you give this a little thought, you can start saying no to some things that really drain you. And you could start saying yes to some things that really give you life. You're going to learn in 2016 to draw some boundaries so that there's going to be more of you when you're experiencing each moment. So the challenge this year is to start with stopping. Now, if you need to find out more about this, this is just shameless self-promotion, but really buy my book, read day seven. You can read that first if this is what you really need the most, but it's all about really practical ways about how to stop. I kind of go through a practical process, questions to ask, uh, ways to get your family involved in it and your friends about how to start with stopping. Another resource, I'm going to put this on what's blowing my mind, is a book called Sabbath by Wayne Muller. It is phenomenal. It's really helpful, really, really good. Walter Brueggemann also wrote a book on Sabbath. I'll include all those on the show notes. You can check it out there. But um, that's all I got for you today, friends. Uh, I didn't want to bombard you with lots and lots of words. I'm going to encourage you in 2016, what does it mean for you and me to start with stopping, to learn, to rest, and delight, because that really is the first thing that God calls holy. Let's enter into that together in 2016. All right, friends, uh, please, before I do the mantra, uh, man, help a brother out. Go out and buy the book, buy beginnings for some friends, spread the love, spread the spread the word, and uh, that would just mean a lot to me. Uh, okay. The mantra, we are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together. Grace and peace, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a fantastic start to the new year.